Hello, good morning, dear friends, and welcome to episode 025 on this podcast on English learning. So, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, please go back and listen to all the past episodes so you can understand what we're talking about. But this podcast is mainly for all my students and all my fans and all those friends and who are interested in improving their English. And I must say that um, I have received uh, messages from some teachers too. So I now have some English teachers out there who follow this podcast series because um, they need these tips. They also need these tips not for them to learn English but to help their students improve their English too. So, dear colleagues, and um, if you are listening to this podcast, I want to say hello to you. I want to especially uh, greet my friend Sam, who is having lessons today. I know at this moment you are in class, but later on you can listen to this uh, episode. So, welcoming everybody to this episode this is episode 025 and we are going to continue with the series that we are working on now that series is about reading we've been sharing some tips on how you can improve your reading level and how you can use reading as a tool to improving your general english proficiency reading is a very important skill and we have seen several techniques in the previous episodes we have seen uh, several techniques that can help you uh, be a better english reader in this episode i'm going to share some more activities that you can do so this episode will be very useful for people who want to do group reading so far we've been talking about individual reading which is like you get a book or you get a story and you sit down and read on your own but there is another kind of reading which is called group reading group reading is very interesting and it's less boring so i'd like to introduce uh, this technique here one way you can get um, yourself reading at a very high level at a good speed is by forming a group you can form a group of readers and that group can be made up of uh, your classmates or your friends but it should be a group of people who have the same objective like you they want to improve their english so you can have this kind of group it doesn't have to be a very big group it can be uh, three persons that's fine uh, could be four persons or up to five i would recommend four i would recommend four and i'll tell you why if the group is too big um, it will be difficult to manage and maybe it will be very difficult for you guys to meet each time you have something to read if the group is too small like just two persons you can easily get bored and just uh, drop it so it's good to have a group of about four persons now let's say you have this group which is your reading group or you can call it your reading team how are you going to function how are you going to read as a group reading as a group you can share out 
roles. You can give out specific tasks. And that will make each member of the group responsible for what they have to do. These are some of the tasks that you can share out to your reading group members. You can have somebody who reads aloud. You can have somebody who explains to the others what the text is about. You can have somebody who writes down all the difficult words. So as you're reading aloud, there is someone who is writing down all the difficult words. And then you can have somebody who uh, maybe is the timekeeper because timing is a very important thing to in reading. Uh, your reading speed is important. In fact, many students cannot get a good score in reading in the, in the exams just because they are not able to read um, the entire text within the time that is given. So there are four elements that you can use your team of four to accomplish in reading. If you form a team of four persons, when you choose, say, a passage to read, you can get one person who is excellent at reading to be the reader, the person who reads aloud. And there is another person who writes down all the difficult words. How do you know difficult words? Usually when the reader gets to the difficult word, you can you can hear them hesitating, or they're not able to say the word, and then you can write down uh, on the list. And then you have one person who is there to, to control the time, to make sure that um, you're reading. You can set a time limit for yourself, depending on the length of the passage. If you say you have to read this text in five minutes, so have somebody who controls the time. And then there is that other person who is like the teacher, the person who will listen to the text and then explain to everybody else what the text is all about. And so you see, this team of four, each member already has a specific task. Now with this task, you can actually rotate. You can rotate, meaning that you don't need to have one person who is always reading. But for each session that you meet to read, you can you can rotate the task. Somebody who was the reader last time can now be the timekeeper. The person who was writing down difficult words can now become uh, the person explaining the text. That is a very smart technique to encourage yourself uh, to read more often. And you can also read more, uh, more texts. You can read books. You can read longer stories if you're reading as a team. When you read as a team, you will find out that it's not very boring because if, it, if, if it's boring, you have friends around you who can always um, help uh, pull you along. So, uh, and then after some time, you realize that reading has become just a fun activity. So that's one very interesting tip that you can try to practice from today. Form your reading team, don't make it too big, but shouldn't be too small and I recommend four and for your reading team you know the task you can share out to them and there is another little um, uh, tip that I have used for English learners especially those who still have a very uh, low level and it's, it's a very interesting activity too that you can do when you're reading 
Have you ever tried to read a text and then illustrate that text in pictures? To illustrate means to draw a picture that represents what is actually happening in that text. You know, there is a saying in English that pictures speak a thousand words. So imagine you read a story to show your understanding of that story. You can just draw a picture, a small sketch of what is going on in that story. And I know some of you students out there, you're really, really good at drawing. You can take a pencil and in five minutes you can draw teacher D standing in front of the class. So I bet you can do the same for a story that you're reading. If you read a story of um, two persons uh, maybe attacked by armed robbers and then maybe they fight and they survive, what about just below the text you can just take an extra sheet of paper and do an illustration of that story. Because when you're doing an illustration for a story, you realize that you need to understand the story very well. So sometimes you will have to go back to the story to read, to find the details in order to make your picture interesting. Now, the other thing is when you finally get uh, a picture that represents the story that you have read, it's, it's a good summary. So every time you just look at that picture, the whole story will come back. You won't need to actually go and read the story again. So imagine that you read a story every week and make a picture for that story. At the end of the year, you will have a whole collection of illustrations showing stories that you have read and you will be very proud of your achievement. These are the two tips I planned for you this morning. And it's 10 minutes, time is up. This is Teacher D signing off and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.